and welcome to session seven of the well-being journey. After today, we've only got one more session and I hope your journey has been as exciting as mine and that you are finding some breakthrough in your life. But today we're focusing on financial well-being. Now this is an area that can just often get swept under the carpet. Maybe you're feeling like you're struggling right now and you've just got enough to get by. Or perhaps you feel like you're very comfortable with where your finances are at and you feel like you're flourishing. But no matter what your financial situation, our attitude towards money and finances can have a profound effect on our overall well-being. Speaking of money, I've got a little surprise for Simon back in the studio. Right. What, why is there a post-it note with my name on it? Oh, what? A whole pile of bills for me. Ha! Oh, what, what, I don't know why you're laughing at, Josh. It, right, okay, crew, gag, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give the bills to me, think I've got to pay it, and actually, you, well, actually, I don't think even you're behind it, actually. That, that is Joanna. This has got her name written all over it. Okay, Thomas, calm down, because I don't know about you, but there are times in life when we just get one of those unexpected bills that just comes out of the blue, it lands on our doormat, we're not expecting it, or an expense that we hadn't planned for, we've suddenly got to pay for. And it can be a really shocking moment, especially if we don't have the budget for it, it can lead to a lot of stress and anxiety as well. And in this session, it's all about giving us a better understanding of our finances and what we have at our disposal. We wanna try and help you think about your money a little bit better, and also how you can be both sensible but also generous with the resources you have at your disposal. Uh, as for me, I don't think this is a particularly generous gag. So, Joanna, Joanna, hello. Sorry, Simon, I'm a little bit busy right now. <laughs> I'm in rugby with Roy Crown, who heads up Hope Initiative. How are you doing, Roy? You're not just in rugby. You are in rugby school. Ooh. Which you may be wondering why you just threw a rugby ball well. at me. It's because on that piece of turf or green, the rugby pitch, this is where rugby started. That's incredible. But Roy, today we are focusing on financial well-being. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I know there's a story behind this school. Tell us about you. There is a story behind this school because link into finance. Yeah. Because there was a grocer who was local called Lawrence Sheriff. And that grocer did really well. So well, in fact, that in the city of London, there were livery companies that looked over certain areas. He became the head of the livery company for grocers did so well but thought I need to give back so he set up some arms houses for the poor for widows for orphans but he also set up this school because he wanted kids that were from a poorer background to get educated so that their lives could change so when finance is on our agenda we can do so much with it when we've got the right attitude towards it and we have a generous heart and a generous spirit and finance it's just something that God gives us to steward. It's not ours, but we can either make it a blessing or it can destroy our well-being. And we're going to be looking at how it can transform our well-being rather than destroy our well-being. That is so good. I didn't know that about this school. Did yeah. you say you learn something new every day? Hey, let's play. Come on. Okay. Now, let's the big one. Yeah. There we go. Come on. Come. Let's go. Like a rugby player. Well done. Nice bit of rugby. Yeah, well, that was good. Okay, Roy. Yes. Why is it important to get on top of our finances 
to improve our overall well-being. Because what we need to understand is we live in a financial world, we live in a material world, and that will affect every area of our life. And what getting on top of finances mean is you can be at peace because you know who owns it, but also you recognize that provision is not your own. You're actually a steward of what God has given you. We're going to find out more about that, but I think the key is it will give you peace if you know financial well-being is key. You don't let it control you and you recognize that you need to just give it to God and move forward. So let's go and have a sit down and have a yeah. bit more of a chat. I'm going to get rid of this ball. Send it to the producer. Catch! Okay, so Roy, how does God fit into all of this? That's a great question because some people think God's only involved in our spiritual world. The reality is that God is involved in the material world. He created the universe. He's concerned about provision. He's concerned about providing for us. So what we need to understand is financial well-being fits in with the purposes of God massively, but it also impacts on us. And what about the way we think about money? How does that affect our financial well-being? Massively. And, and there's actually a statement that says you can either have a poverty mindset where you actually think, ah, I'm so scared. What am I going to do? I'm fearful of the future, so I won't spend anything. Or I can have a materialistic mindset that says, I just get everything. I deserve everything. It's my turn. Neither of those are right. And there was a great 18th century preacher called John Wesley who said, earn all you can, give all you can, and save all you can, which is a great premise. But what he understood was that his finances and what God had given him, he was a steward of. He was to manage them. And the way we manage them will affect our well-being. There's this great verse where Jesus talks about worry. And we, we worry about many things, but one of the biggest worries is finances. And it can consume us. So he starts by saying, don't worry. And then you can fear, and, and we have fear. And then he gives the antidote to that in verse 33 of Matthew 6, where he says, the way you deal with that is to seek first the kingdom. Yeah. And when you seek first the kingdom, all these other things will be given to you because God knows you need them. God is a God that will provide. God is a God that understands this. But what he doesn't want us to do is be consumed with finance because when you are, it affects every area of our well-being. Mm. The Bible actually says it's more blessed to give than received. Not conditionally so that I'll get more, but just because God knows that's good for our well-being. Yeah. Because what it shows is this finance is not controlling me. And, and I want to give. When I see a need, I give to that need. Generosity is a key to financial well-being. And it's not like, hey, you can have a lot of money and still not be generous. You can have little money and still not. It's not conditional on the amount you've got. It's an attitude towards it. It's an it. attitude towards it. Yeah. Absolutely right. So be generous. Be generous. Don't have a poverty mindset or a material mindset. Seek first his kingdom and be content with whatever he gives you. Roy, that is amazing. I love chatting to you. My journey is only just starting on financial well-being. It's been really good to chat to you, Roy. But right now, I'm heading over to Bradford. Bradford.
I'm here in Bradford, ready to meet John Kirkby, the founder of Christians Against Poverty, and I cannot wait to hear what he's got to say about financial wellbeing. Hi John, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Welcome Joe. welcome to Christians Against Poverty here in Bradford, our home. Oh, it's so good to be here up north. So Christians Against Poverty, tell me, what inspired you to do this? Yeah, it comes out of my own life journey really. As founder, that's not surprising. So I had a very difficult early life and then in the early 90s through mistakes and business failure, plus just being useless with money, my life fell apart. I ended up living with my two little girls in one room, struggling to feed them, really, really in a desperate mess. But that was the moment when faith entered my life, things began to turn around and four years later, uh, in my home office here in Bradford, with £10, me and Lizzie started Christians Against Poverty and as you can see, it's got wonderfully out of hand. That is incredible, I love hearing your story. Now, if you were to help somebody, like me, yep. not very good with money, uh, what is the one thing you would, would tell me to do? The answer is really, really simple. It's do you have a budget? Have you sat down and literally worked out what your income is, what your regular expenditure, things that you need to save up for? A budget is the cornerstone of great finance. Wow, okay, this is definitely things we're gonna take away. So once we've got that budget, yeah. so how then do we decide how to spend our money? So you literally sit down and decide what's important to you. How you use your money reflects who you are and what is important for you. So if family and holidays are important, then you will budget your you will budget towards being able to take them on holiday. If you want to save up for a house or you like cars, whatever you need will affect your budgeting. But it's about making decisions and you must live within your means. This is what I was going to ask you. So when it comes to sort of, you know, buying something you like, yep. how do you feel about credit cards and things like that? Should we mm. avoid credit cards? Should we just kind of know that we can pay for something? Yeah. Good question. I think for me, it's all about planning. So for instance, I use a credit card when I'm buying things, it gives you protection, but I always know where the money's coming to pay that credit card off. Where it becomes difficult is where it kind of gets completely out of hand, where really when you're buying things, you've no idea where is the money coming from. This is a life skill that really can make a difference. That's amazing. Now, I want to see some more of Bradford. So, should we go for a walk and chat more about finance? Absolutely, I love chatting about finance. <laughs> Let's go. So, okay, we've spoken a little bit about spending, but what are the kind of key things that I should take away when it comes to spending? I think these days it is so easy to buy things, isn't it? Click, click, buy, click, click, buy. I think the most important thing is think before you buy. Do you really, really need this thing or is this something that you want? Have you saved up for it? Do you have the money to pay for it? What impact is this purchase going to have on your budget? And if you could just apply that simple questioning right. to your budget, you will then find that your budget is in balance and then you have the wonderful next journey, which is how you manage your savings. Okay, so when it comes to saving, how much and how often should be we be saving? Is there a percentage of what's coming in that we should save? How does it work? Well, um, we're all individuals, so uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, it's down to the individual. As with budgeting and spending, it's what's important for you. So for instance, I've seen people uh, save for things 
almost monthly, if you know that you're going on holiday next year, you need to start saving when you come back from this year's holiday. So that would be monthly savings for a specific item. I would always think that most people need a couple of months salary really as a buffer, because you just never know what's going to happen. Okay, well this is great stuff. Now, but I want to see a bit more of Bradford. Yeah, come on, let's go. lead the way. <laughs> now this is really beautiful. Absolutely, beautiful Bradford. <laughs> okay, so once we've got our spending sorted, our saving in order, what can we do with that money? I think it's really, really important. Um, for me and Lizzie, as Christians, we always knew that our faith really needs to reach our bank account. And whilst we are blessed and enjoy all the great things God gives us financially, we've always made sure that we have a sense of generosity at the very core of our budgeting, at the very core of our spending and at the very core of our savings. Really, really important. In Proverbs 11 it says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I believe those words are true today as they were when they were first written. That's amazing. And so if, even if you feel like your world is relatively small right now, that you don't feel like you've got a lot, you can still be generous, can't you? Generosity is not about how much. Generosity is a heart condition. Yeah. And everyone can allow Jesus to affect their heart and create generosity, particularly in our finances. That's brilliant. Okay. Give us one thing to, to wrap up and just encourage us, for those who aren't really on the journey yet, but you, we want to get there, what would you say? Please don't give up. Um, when I look at my life and look at the mess I was in, look at how I had unmanageable debt, I didn't look after my money at all. Listen, if I can transform from that to where I am now, everybody can. Listen, it's a journey. If you start and fall back, if it's two steps forward and one back, never ever give up. One of the beauties of finances, you can draw a line anytime in your life and you can start again. So my inspiration and challenge to everybody is this stuff is really important. Start today. Do not give up. The fruit is massive. The future is fantastic and no one is beyond the hope of getting their finances under control and seeing their lives transformed. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been so interesting chatting to John today. I know that finances are an area for me that I definitely need to work on. Being a freelance presenter, I never know what's coming in. I never know whether I'm going to earn or not earn. So I've shied away from budgeting. And um, John's made it really clear that it's something we definitely need to do. And it's like any other area of our well-being journey. It needs us to stop, take note of where we're at and then do something about it. Now I'm off to meet Alan and Julie, a couple who have experienced firsthand the advice that CAP gives to those struggling with their finances. Alan and Julie, hi. Thanks so much for chatting to us. Why don't you tell us your story? We got ourselves into financial lumber. We couldn't cope. We were getting very depressed. Things were starting to mount up, bills were mounting up. You know, all the letters, the phone calls, it got too much. The hardest bit off was you were borrowing to pay off other creditors, having to borrow. Mm. And these payday loans, etc., they are a menace. They're an absolute nightmare. Yeah, so. But then I remembered that years ago, when on one of the big church day out, Christians Against Poverty, who were the main 
a charity for that event. Um, and it stuck in my head. And then suddenly it was, I've got to phone them. That was the start of the journey. They worked out what we could afford to repay each month. They went to all the creditors and they worked out a, a plan for us. It took about 18 months, not 20 months, to pay everything off. But we are now debt free. Which is an amazing feeling. And we've learnt how to save a bit more money. Um, while we were with them, um, they would save for us. So should any emergency come along, like the, the car needed something, and what was it, the washing machine. And, so the money was always there to sort it out, which was fantastic. So we've stuck with that. That's, that's a life lesson we've learnt. Learnt it the hard way. <laughs> we can't afford it, we don't have it now. It's as simple as that. And what does life look like for you now? How has it changed things for you? It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's like a huge weight off the yeah. shoulders. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We could get up in the morning now and yeah. not worry about the day. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you. Wow, what a journey they've been on. Now, Joanna's on her way back to the studio, but on her way, she's going to stop to chat with Irene. Irene, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. I'm just going to get myself a drink. What are you drinking? Do you want something? I've got a lovely mug of hot water. Hot water? Hot water? Have I found a hot water fan? A hot... Yes. Now, why is it important that we are generous? For me, it all stems from the fact that I think God has been generous to me first. Right. When you stop and think, like, why am I doing this? I'm always reminded that God gave us, he was generous and gave us his son yeah. for literally nothing. We yeah. received that for nothing. And then everything that I'm given, my money, my time, the roof over my head, mm. when I stop and think about it, that is a gift from God. So for me, it's so important to be generous as that reflects the nature of God. So I think it's important to do that to others as well. And how can that impact us if we, if we become generous people? Mm. One thing that I found amazing in my kind of journey of managing my finances and being generous is how freeing it actually is. Um, when you're starting out with giving, say like slicing off some of your income and giving it out to others that you're losing out. But in actual fact, I found it to be an experience where you kind of seem to gain back, and not necessarily financially, right. but the just whatever happens inside in your heart as you are doing that, yeah. feels like I'm gaining something too. Generosity, I guess, doesn't have to just be finances. Not at all. How can we be generous with other things in our life? Yeah, and I'd say the one that I find really challenging is my time. Okay. Because I quite like to know what's happening when, if I've right. made a plan, I want that plan to go ahead. Yeah. Um, so if I feel I have to be generous with my time, it's unplanned and just doesn't really fit into what I want to do, right. that's really challenging. Putting yourself in the position of someone else, yeah. doing to others as you would want them to do for you, yeah. and, and giving whatever you have received to other people. Yeah. Do you think we should um, become intentional when it comes to our giving? Do you think we should plan to give? Do you think we should kind of mm. almost like have like separate, set aside yeah. kind of time or money or whatever you that know we, you know, we know I that we're going to give people? 
I think we should. And yeah. I think there's a bit of both. I love the spontaneous giving. Yeah. And I love the, you know, just spotted something. You don't have a lot of time to process and you just have to decide in that moment, what am I going to do? Yeah. But at the same time, I love the intentionality of giving. When I think of income and, um, okay, I've got these expenses. I've got this thing I want to buy. And I've got this portion that I'm going to give. And committing to that at the beginning of the month, yeah. um, for me, is a a good way to manage my money, just knowing that that is coming out. But also, secondly, it's that intention, it's the heart. So obviously you work in finance. I do, yes. You've got a lot of experience. You know money. <laughs> <laughs> so would, what advice would you give to anyone when it comes to managing your finances yeah. and being generous? I mean, I'm a massive geek about this stuff because I just love... Oh, love it. Geek out, girl. Yeah, I love out. planning. And I would say that first thing is just to start. Am I planning? What am I doing? You can save. You can give. You can even just put it aside. If you're yeah. not fully comfortable with, saying, giving it away, I would say just put it to one side. Yeah. See how that month goes. Yeah. And if you haven't needed to dip into it, I think you're kind of released to then give it away or save. And then commit to doing that and almost testing yourself to see how it feels but just to do things regularly get into the habit okay. and then see where it goes but I definitely recommend just pausing having a think yeah. and then taking it from there yeah brilliant Irene it's been really good to speak to you do you want me to top you up with some hot water thank you go? yeah mine's gone to like 90% right. hotness yeah, so. I'm just gonna make us some <laughs> boiling hot water and uh, then I'm gonna head off back over the studio thanks Irene thank you very much Safe travels. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
that you can do something about your finances and I'm going to be too. So can't wait to see what happens next. Next week is our final week on this well-being journey. We'll be heading to Peterborough to talk to Dave Smith and Leamington Spa in the heart of the country to hear from Jill Garrett on our vocational well-being. Join us then.